Hey, thank you for listening to A Daily Word Podcast with myself, Pastor Aaron Richard. And uh, the purpose of this podcast is to just give you uh, a thought to start your day off, to encourage you to get into the Word of God. Uh, the Bible tells us that thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. And I just want to encourage believers to make the Bible a regular part of your day, and especially in those beginning hours of each day as you live for Him. Uh, thank you for taking this time. Today we're in Proverbs 7. And in the first part of Proverbs 7, we looked at last time where it talks about uh, wisdom and, uh, and seeking after wisdom. It kind of personifies it as, uh, as your sister and it keeps you from the strange woman and it keeps you from, uh, from the danger and so forth. And, and, then, and then Solomon gives a sort of a story to his son. He says, for uh, verse number six, for at the window of my house, I looked through my casement and behold, among the simple ones, I discerned among the youths. A young man, void of understanding. So he says he's kind of looking out his window, and what did he see? He saw, he saw what he calls the simple ones. These are ones without understanding. These, in fact, that's what he says, young man, void of understanding. These are ones that do not, do not have wisdom, and, but they're also not necessarily rebels. They're not just looking for trouble. They're just being very simple. And, uh, and so he says, I saw these simple ones. Uh, I discerned them among the youths. A young man void of understanding. And so what happens? Verse 8, passing through the street corner, uh, street near her corner, and he went the way of her house in the twilight and the evening, in the black and the dark night. And behold, there met him a woman with the entire of a harlot and subtle in heart. Then it goes through this sort of discourse and, uh, and how she lures him in, very, very subtle, very tricky. And uh, she's not in her own house. She's wandering in the streets. What's she doing? She's looking for mischief. And, and, and Solomon's warning as he's, he's viewing this, he's painting this picture of what he sees looking out his window. Now, maybe he's speaking in uh, a, a, a story, a, a, a parable, or a metaphor. Maybe it's something he literally experienced. But, but we do know Solomon had some serious problems with women. And so he's pleading with his son, and he's, and he's painting this picture. And he says, I saw those simple ones, and I saw how they got lured in. Now, so far, it's not necessarily anything bad. He's just saying they, they lured him in. Uh, and by bad, I mean nothing detrimental so far. But then in verse number 21, it says, With her fair speech, she caused him to yield, to give in. The idea that he wouldn't have otherwise, yet she was subtle at heart. And what happened? She tricked him. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. He goeth after her straightway as an ox goeth to the slaughter, or as a fool to the correction of the stocks, till a dart strike through his liver, as a bird hasteth to the snare, and knoweth not that it is for his life. What, what, boy, those two verses. What a, what a powerful picture is painted. The Bible tells us uh, of, of Moses that he uh, refused to, to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and uh, to enjoy the pleasures of sin, which is but for a season. Hey, there's pleasure in sin, but it's for a season. And the thing is, it looks so alluring, and here's, you're seeing it with your eyes, uh, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Uh, these are the things the world uses to pull us from God, to pull us into their traps. And here's the way it goes. It's not just this guy is going to fall into something and he's going to regret it in the morning. But the picture that's painted, this caution, this warning of a father to a son, and if you're a father out there, uh, you, you know this, the, 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 the pleading, hey, you don't have to learn the hard way. You don't have to carry the baggage that sin brings. And uh, so what happens? 
because she tricks him, and, and the word that's used is forces him because of her lips. Uh, he's forced into something he wouldn't have otherwise gone into. He goes straightway like an ox to the slaughter. Oh, there shouldn't be anything wrong over here. My owner's just kind of leading me into the slaughter. As a fool to the correction of the stocks. A fool in this sense is someone who's broken the law or, uh, you know, he, he has to, uh, you know, they would put him in stocks for a time. And that would be his punishment. There's correction there. And the idea is, is it sounded fun, but it's leading you to something very uncomfortable. And then it says, till a dart strikes through his liver. Oh, a punch to the gut. Uh, boy, I regret this. As a bird hasteth to the snare and knoweth not that it's for his life. How does a bird get caught up in a snare? Well, there's got to be something in that snare that lures him. There's got to be a, a treat. There's got to be a, a food. There's got to be something that pulls him in and, and has no idea it's for his life. In other words, that thing that looked appealing, it's, it's the idea of a bait and hook. It's a, it's a fisherman uh, trying to trick the fish. And what, what's he saying? He's saying, it looks all alluring, but understand something. It's not as it appears. And you're going to walk right in there to your own detriment. You're going to walk right in there to your destruction. And let me just say this. The devil is ruthless. Sin is ruthless. And we ought to be just as ruthless with how we battle it. Don't go strolling down the street, right? Don't go, well, I'm just looking, right? I'm just window shopping. Hey, you don't window shop with sin. All right. Uh, by the way, that's what TV is designed for. That's what entertainment and media and all these things are are actually designed for. It's to it's to to lure you. It's to make sin look appealing, and uh, and, and draw you in. Maybe there's things you would never actually participate in, and yet uh, you would enjoy it, laugh at it, engage in it. Maybe on television. Um, there's a verse in Romans one. If you're familiar with your Bible, you know Romans one talks about the the degradation really of society the the sliding away from God uh, of man and it talks about how when they knew God they glorified him not as God neither were thankful became vain in imaginations foolish heart was darkened uh, and they start going down this this path of immorality gross immorality and uh, that whole chapter ends with this powerful verse uh, Romans 1:32 it says who knowing the judgment of God by the way you and I know the judgment of God who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not, and then it says, not only do the same, those who know the judgment of God, not only do they do the same as those, but they have pleasure in them that do them. And what just stands out to me in that passage is, you see, you and I know the wages of sin is death. You and I know these lifestyles lead to destruction. You and I know going the way of the harlot in this text is uh, will destroy a person's soul. Uh, it says, it, you know, like the bird, no, it's not. It's for his own life. It's it's going to destroy your soul, your own conscience. And um, and so what this verse in Romans is saying is, you know the judgment of God. You know where these things lend. It says, and knowing it, you have some that do the same, but then you have others who just take pleasure in those that do them. Um, they and, and I just, you know, when I read that, the first time I really noted, dissected that, what it means, I thought to myself, boy, isn't that what TV's all about? Hey, I may not engage in some of these atrocities. I may not engage in alcohol and drugs and, uh, and gross immorality, but, uh, but you know what? It's not bad if I just watch it on TV, and I'll enjoy it vicariously through them. And what happens? You're just as guilty. You're just as guilty. 
And so, so Solomon's warning his son of the dangers of just going this way. Don't even play with it. It's not funny. It's not cute. Ephesians talks about not even talk, speaking of those things which are done in secret. Uh, you don't even talk about it. You don't laugh at it. You don't make jokes about it. You don't get entertained by it. Why? Because it's for your own life. It's after your life. Why do we try to have a high moral standard for our young people? Why do we warn them and plead with them uh, till we're red in the face? Because we know that their life is at stake. Their very soul. And so we ought to run from it. Not like a bird casually flying right into that snare. Not like the ox right to the slaughter. Not like the fool to the correction. No, no, we don't even go down the road. So what we tend to do is we say, well, I'm just looking. I'm just, you know, I, I, I'll look but not touch. Folks, that's where it started. Eve first saw the fruit, saw that it was good to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise. Then she took of it and did eat. Folks, if you never look, you're not going to touch. All right? Uh, I think about uh, in another proverb where it says, Look not upon the wine. When it gives its color and moveth about in the cup, and, and, uh, and it kind of gives the, 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 the idea of what, what does that alcohol do to you. So it says don't even look at it. Because I'll tell you what, if you don't look at it, you're probably not going to touch it. All right? And, uh, and so, so be careful. You know there's a way that leads to sin. Don't make provision for the flesh. You know there's something you've struggled with in your past. Uh, don't, don't go around people or places or habits that will draw you back into those things. And so we need to be careful. We need to be re- relentless with this. Why? Because sin is relentless towards us. And we need to fight it tooth and nail. Hey, it's time to wake up. It's time to take these things seriously. Uh, awake under righteousness and sin not. And uh, I know it's a little bit of a deep one there, but uh, uh, why don't you give that a read and kind of see the whole picture that's being painted there. And I just want to say it's not just about sexual morality. It's really broader than that. Uh, but the idea is there's always an enticer to sin that will draw us. Uh, it'll, it'll capitalize on our lusts, on our desires, and it draws us by temptation towards those sins. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. And um, so anyways, we, we got to be serious about this. We ought not to play games because the devil's not playing games. So I appreciate you folks, uh, and uh, we'll see you next time. God bless you.